0: Welcome to NerdCanon. I'm Beth. Welcome, scream. (laughs) (laughs) And it does sound a little bit like how you say I'm Paul. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Hi, Paul. Hi. Do you have a bad synopsis? (laughs) I do. You ready? (laughs) I'm so ready.
1: You try to look away, but you can't. The horror begins with just a hiss, then smoke and finally fire. You're forced to keep watching as Drew Barrymore utterly refuses to remove the jiffy pop from the stovetop.
0: <laughs> she really does let that shit burn.
1: It just burns while they leave it there. I'll give you another one. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Uh, garage door malfunction puts the damper on otherwise delightful house party.
0: Otherwise delightful. Oh, sh- shit, Tatum. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two best friends craft plan to test out their new hunting gear.
2: Oh, what the By the fuck way, the matter with you? Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> why do they only have one knife? I'm so confused about why. Like, just buy two fucking knives. Doesn't that make this whole doesn't thing look, way easier?
0: Just like an oversight. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, last one, last one. Ready? After being demoted from weather girl to street reporter, Stormy McDaniels falls head over heels to the <laughs> doofiest cop on the beat.
0: Doofy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Those are top-notch. Well done, sir. All
1: right. Thank you.
0: Uh, yeah, we're talking about Scream. Um, <laughs> Scream was released on December eighteenth, nineteen 1996, directed by Wes Craven, written by Paul Williamson, starring Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Rose McGowan, Skeet, Ulrich, and Dave Arquette. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score was a 79% for both the Tomatoes Freshness oh, wow. and the Audience score. Okay. Which maybe is the first time it was
1: the yeah. same. I think that was the first time.
0: Yeah. How what was your experience of this as a kid?
1: I distinctly remember this movie coming out and being big and it was Yeah. the horror movie of whenever it came out and so it was fall I think of December. December. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, it we was Just said it. I was a freshman <laughs> in high school and this was like this you had to watch Scream. I don't know why it, it, maybe it got a ton of advertising money for this movie or, mm-hmm. you know, it was promoted everywhere or whatever it was. But it, whatever it was, this was the horror movie that I feel like everybody needed to see at that moment in time. Right. Um, huge release. I remember seeing it. I haven't watched it probably since then, I don't think. I still remembered a lot of this movie, specifically all the meta stuff that they do about yeah. horror movies, right? And we can talk about more as we get into it, but I, I don't have a specific memory for this movie. It's just the fact that it was it was a huge release. I feel like it was just it was everywhere. Huge. It was a huge thing. So you have something yeah. more specific than me.
0: I do. I I try to figure this out because sometimes I. I doubt myself, but I was, yeah, 15 or 16 when this came out, and I remember seeing this at the Cheap Show. We've talked about the Cheap Show before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been not, like, right when it came out, but when it went, you know, after it left the major yeah. theater and went to the Cheap I don't know if I saw show. it in the
1: theater. Because but... I
0: feel like I might not have been, like, old enough or whatever, but yeah. I, like, I definitely don't give a shit in the middle of the day on a Saturday at the Cheap Show. Um, <laughs> so I went – And saw it there probably with my uh, movie-going bestie at the time. Um, And I distinctly remember seeing it then, but I watched it a ton. Like, I watched it when it came out then, Mm -hmm. you know, on video. Like, as you know, I'm, like, a huge horror movie person. So I've probably seen almost all the Wes Craven movies more than once. So I definitely watched it a ton. And I, But I haven't watched it in years and years. Um, So I was super excited to watch it again uh, because I – Definitely, like, some time has passed. And so yeah. I was excited to watch it.
1: Let me ask you a question. Ask away. I like horror, mm-hmm. but I'm not a big horror rewatcher. And I feel like maybe it's because some of the horrorness of it isn't horrible anymore. Like, once you, know like answer, suspense, once you know the answer, once you know the suspense, yeah. Like it's And I, so right. I, I find that a lot of, like, the horror movies we're doing, I'm finding, yeah, I saw it once and then that was it. But I rewatch other stuff a ton. Sure.
0: So, like, I think some horror movies are better suited to rewatches because there's more content than just the slasher murder or just this ghost or just, like, so... And one of the reasons, and this is a thing in um, Nightmare on Elm Street, too, which is Wes Craven, is there's a lot of humor in this and satire. And, you know, Freddy is funny and, and ridiculous in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And so... That By I the think... way,
1: uh Freddie is my favorite character in this movie too.
0: <laughs> and so that's Wes Craven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I I do feel like that's maybe part of it. One of the horror movies I love to rewatch is the movie The Ring, because the atmosphere mm. and the music and the movie is just so visually pretty in the moments when it's not super scary. Like <laughs> It's a good rewatch. I don't know the colors are. really yeah. felt like so. I think some of them lend themselves better than others. That's
1: true. Also, you mentioned going to the the R rated movies when you're underage. Did you ever get carded at the movie theater, Beth?
0: You know, I feel like that's a plot point in a lot of shows and movies, but I don't really remember it. I do remember hearing tale. Like, I do think I mm-hmm. knew people that got like turned away, but I also wasn't going really conspicuously. It was maybe me and one friend. I also yeah. had the kind of friend that would, like, say we were going to watch, like, Mighty Ducks 3 and then sneak us into a different theater. Right. So. Well, that,
1: that happened a lot. You buy a ticket for some G-rated thing and just right. walk to the other theater Which in the place. and that scares me
0: because I'm, like, a goody two-shoes in that way, and it would make <laughs> me nervous. But if you're with someone who's more confident, yep. you, might, you might let it slide. So.
1: I had a group of friends that went without me one time, and they ended up seeing, I think, Flipper? Because Fucking they they flippers. bought flipper tickets and tried to get, I forget what they were even trying to get into, but got got
2: told sure, very sternly to yeah. like,
1: yeah, I did get we got carded one time at at the theater. Like, actually, can I see your ID to make sure you're old enough for this R rated oh, movie? Funny.
0: So, so, if you're trying to sneak. You want to go back to the mid 90s cheap show because there was one yep. sad teenager <laughs> working at the front and one bored middle aged man did not care, putting no. you popcorn, and that was it. And they didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. So it was <laughs> poorly attended and very, very light staffing. So yeah. there was much more room for hijinks. Yeah. I feel that I maybe did like two or three movies in a row one time. I would yeah. never. Oh, yeah. Yo, movie time. I'm, that's allegedly. You
1: wouldn't steal a movie.
0: I would never.
1: You wouldn't steal a car.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not that. So anyway, yeah. uh, I have some, I have two trivias in a life for you.
1: I'm ready. I, this is going to go so poorly. I know I mean, so little I don't about this. I know that these
0: are that great. <laughs> okay. So okay, the screenplay was originally titled "Scary Movie," but was renamed after the Michael and Janet Jackson hit "Scream." Uh, Wes Craven said that his favorite scary movie is Halloween, and the effects team created over fifty gallons of fake blood, which is composed of corn syrup and food dye.
1: Oh, I have an immediate reaction to this. Do tell. And I'm not. Now I, you're gonna. Oh, jeez. So my immediate reaction is I feel like number three was a, a trivia thing from Nightmare on Elm Street. And you just, like, ported just it over to it. this movie. Oh, yeah.
0: I wish I did that.
1: <laughs>
0: I do think I had a fun
1: fact about the blood. There was, a, there was gallons of blood You said that movie, well, but wasn't there? Oh,
0: but what I, I remember. But it ended up being water in the scene with the rotating room.
1: Yeah, but it was, oh, geez. I
0: said a lot about blood. I say things about blood, Paul. I'm a creep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so a weirdo. What's the middle one again? What please? the
0: hell am I doing here? It's uh, Wes Craven said his favorite scary movie is Halloween.
1: Uh, I have no basis for. That. I just I think he made that up. Number two is the the, the fiction.
0: You're right. All right. I did. I did, I did. So, um it's some
1: weird niche like strange thing that I've never heard of, the first favorite scary movie, right? That,
0: that's right. Well, yeah. no, not niche necessarily, but like Frankenstein. Oh, um yeah, okay. yeah, all of those like were some of his favorites. So, I watched this will come as absolutely no surprise to you that I um watched about seven behind the scenes uh <laughs> <laughs> things uh for this movie and so one of the things was they went around and they asked a lot of the people on the set, a lot of the like um, crew, a lot of the cast, what some of their favorite movies were. Uh, but I will tell you, Wes Craven has said his top fives are like Frankenstein, The Bad Seed, uh, The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm and then alien which was more of Oh bad. really
1: okay we should put alien on our list
0: but both Jamie Kennedy and the guy who plays Kenny said that Halloween were their favorite which is great because when we get to it, was it Kenny
1: Oh, Kenny's, Kenny's the cameraman the right? cameraman yeah okay
0: but he was really funny in the interview because he was all like dressed like what he probably normally looks like which is much more dapper than what he looks like playing <laughs> Kenny and he was <laughs> like yeah man and they and a lot of these things were talking about like why people might like scary movies and blah 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 and so he was like yeah I mean you get all like your." heart's pumping and your blood's racing and you want to like grass which is maybe why people want to take a pretty girl to see a scary movie blah 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 like he was really funny so I don't
1: One know. of my favorite lines in this movie. Oh we'll get there but I love the Kenny, Kenny lines. <laughs> Kenny's pretty I, great.
0: So um, anyway that was the made up one so ridiculous I, I mean ridiculously they changed the movie name based on the Michael Jackson song that we that you hated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I had
0: to include that because we yeah. talked about that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we talked about that video. Yeah, the uh Weinsteins did not think scary movie was a good Title, but that was what it was like almost all the way through to the point where some of the promotional, um like background material and gifts that oh, they wow. gave the cast still stay scary. Rose McGowan still has a wine bottle that's a scary, like, congratulations on wrapping Scary Movie.
1: Wow. Okay. And then Scary Movie came yes. out as a parody. And then of this, the parody right? that
0: came out was called yeah. Scary Movie. So that's really, that's great. But Scream, they liked Scream because they felt it was more, like, enigmatic and also, like, a Scream could also be something that's, like, funny or a riot. And they were like, it just is more than just a scary oh, movie because yeah. we're trying to make it, like, a comedy, blah, blah, blah. It's so on like, all those levels. They really overthought it as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah. but it is great. And then my favorite thing is in the future movies, the movie that they make in that movie world is called Stab, and I think that's really funny. Mm. <laughs> Fake blood, yeah, fifty gallons. That's a lot. Fifty
1: gallons. That a uh, lot. They that's do a make lot. a joke
0: about it, though, like the corn syrup and food dye, as like a joke that they make. Um, that Billy says. Yeah, yeah. And that's a real thing. <laughs> so. Um I have 8,000 fun facts. Would you like to hear them? <laughs>
1: sure. Go for it.
0: <laughs> when Bob a Weinstein map over here. Yep, go ahead. Bob Weinstein realized um when reviewing the script that there was like 30 pages which is approximately 30 minutes of uh, like screen time that there was like 30 minutes without a murder. So he was like, "Yo, we need to add in another murder." <laughs> and that's why Principal Henry gets Oh, Okay. Up so they included that death and then later it inadvertently resolved a script problem that they were like, how do we get a lot of these characters to leave the party so that only our main people can still be at the party to yeah. get murdered? And yeah. that solved that problem, too. So that was like a really kind of an interesting like plot yeah. addition as far as I'm concerned.
1: Poor Henry Winkler.
0: Poor Henry Winkler. Um, Henry Winkler, uncredited because he did not want to take away from the young cast. Uh, So he does it. Yeah, he does this one uncredited. Um, Concerning the killer's motives, Williamson, the writer, felt that it was essential that audiences learn why the antagonists became killers. But he also was like, but on the other hand, it's almost scarier if they don't have a motive. So he kind of split it by having Billy have like a very strong motive and then Stu kind of doesn't. Craven was approached several times to direct this movie, and he passed multiple times. He was filming The Haunting, and he was, like, considering at the time distancing himself from horror because misogyny and the violence and the whatever. And Haunting ended, and they asked him again, and Drew Barrymore was already attached at that point. And at that point, she was attached to play Sydney. And he was really impressed because normally at that time, really famous established actors and actresses would not be attached to a horror movie. And so he's like, well, if we have that famous of a person attached, we could maybe make the movie in a different way and we really could play the humor more and blah, blah, blah. So that's Mm -hmm. what made him interested. Barrymore really wanted to do it. She like asked to be involved. She was super psyched to do it. But originally at the end, she couldn't do Sydney because of timing, but- because her attachment to it gave it so much cred, like she wanted to still be involved. So that's why she switched to the role of Casey. Um, She was only on set for five days, but also because she's the biggest name and she was on the posters and stuff, like her dying so early in the movie really made the audience feel like... Anybody could die. Like yes. I think oh my anything. gosh! I was
1: going to bring this up when we started this movie. I remember yeah. going. It, this is one of the memories I had. I thought she was the she final she has girl. A out of her. Rise. Absolutely. Like
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Drew Barrymore does as a in general rule because she's a delight of a human, but also the way that she's portrayed. Yes. I mean, you think it's the main character for sure. I so,
1: specifically remember thinking, "Oh my god!" You're bitch, like, Holy that's shit, that's the main character just I died!" Did not yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, absolutely. So for Gale Weathers, um, they wanted a recognizable actress. They auditioned Brooke Shields and Ready Janine Garofalo, which <laughs> I love Janine Garofalo in the '90s, but like, I just that's a different would have been a really different vibe. Yeah, Courtney Cox was in Friends at the time, and she like asked to be in this role. She, like, really wanted to play a bitchy character to offset her, like, nice friend's image, and they didn't want her because of that. Hmm. Um, But I thought she did a great job being a bitch. Matthew Lillard was cast. This is not the first time where I've told this story. He was there with a girlfriend who was auditioning for something else, and the casting director saw him and asked him to come audition. There you go. Like, that is definitely not the first time. I feel like that's the story I told about Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. right. Yeah, (laughs) you're absolutely right.
0: Oh, weird, 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 weird. Okay, House of Barrymore's character is situated southeast Santa Rosa on Sonoma Mountain Road, which is directly facing the house that they used in the horror film Cujo. Hmm. There was a bunch of Stephen King-like similarities uh the mask design was owned by fun world which is a costume company craven decided he was obsessed with it but since it was owned they like tried to make similar ones that were different enough that they could have their own copyright and he was such a persnickety bitch about it that he hated them even though they would only be like a millimeter off (laughs) so they filmed a ton of footage with all these other masks and then finally he just asked for the copyright permission and they gave mm. it but then the Weinsteins were bitches about it and they said they didn't think it was scary enough and he said oh you don't think it's scary and then he showed him a rough cut of Drew Barrymore eating it and they were like
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> it's classic Ghostface is classic it's and so scary. Like, yeah.
0: also like in a really really good decision made by costume people like because he's called Ghostface and it's like a ghost they were going to put him in white and it, like, looked way too Ku Klux Klan-y, So they were like, oh, oh yeah. question Oof. mark. Yeah. So, yeah. like, good choice, good choice. Marco Beltrami did the music, and he decided to disregard conventional horror score style and approach the film as a Western, <laughs> which okay. I think you totally can hear once yeah. you, like, read yeah. that. So Sydney Prescott's theme titled "Sydney's Lament features female choral arrangements expressing sorrow concerning the character's situation. He says that the voice spoke for her. Um, and it was one of the most haunting parts and it goes in all of the mm. movies that comes on when she comes on. They had to fight super hard for an R rating uh, as opposed to an NC-17. They had to redo... What would get them
1: an NC-17? In this? Um, the the guts. blood? Moving yeah. guts. Oh, Like guts. literal
0: moving intestines. Uh. <laughs> Steve? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the opening scene was the most difficult. They required all sorts of cuts based on intensity and finally... Wes Craven just started lying, and he was like, "This is the only take I have. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know." Right? And let me tell you, I watched the making of. That's a lie. Uh, there yeah. was a lot of takes. It was it was a big to do. Finally, they like allowed it, but it was a lot. I think the Weinstein's had to come like pressure them. Huh. So, and it was all gore based, obviously. So, the party scene near the end. The film runs for forty two minutes. It was shot over the course of twenty one days because it could only be done from sunset to sun. Up. Oh yeah, yeah. And after it wrapped, the crew had T-shirts made that read "I Survived Scene 118"
1: because
0: <laughs> it was like the longest night in horror history. They said
1: they didn't give one to Rose McGowan.
0: I <laughs> don't think she's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I love her in this. <laughs> um. So when the parents come home, when Casey's parents come home to tell her something's wrong, her the father tells the mother to go to the McKenzie's, and that is. A direct, directly from Halloween, where Jamie Lee Curtis tells the kids she's babysitting to go to the McKenzie's. Ah. Henry Winkler opens the closet, and his fonz jacket is in the closet.
1: I did not notice that. I did.
0: I knew it from before, so I knew to look for it this time. Another one I love is the school scenes were supposed to be shot at Santa Rosa High School, but the school board began to protest, like moments before they were supposed to start filming, like, two days before. They thought they were doing a comedy, and when they started to really see, like, how gruesome it was, and the conversation that they have around the fountain, where they're all talking, like, liver alone, they were like, "Mm, no, we're not, we don't like it. And they protested, and they had to find another spot. Like, they already started filming, and they had to find a spot.
2: Mm.
0: And so, in the credits, it says, no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board. (laughs) Which I think is just really good. Yeah. So that's great. And then um, West Craven's the janitor, which I already said, and mm-hmm. it's wearing the Freddy outfit. So the scene where the killer is sneaking up on Randy, where he's going, look out, Jamie, look out. So that's like funny because he's Jamie too. Like he's talking to right. Jamie Lee Curtis, but he's Jamie. But then also it's the only one where the person in the costume is one of the killer actors. Uh, Skeet Ulrich was like begging to please be in the costume for one of the scenes and they let him be um... in that one it's That's mostly it? it's just a stunt double yeah stunt doubles. well not huh. i mean a stunt actor like an actor <laughs> right. but not you
1: know i didn't guess it had to be doubles because neither right, right it's
0: neither one of them
1: oh um, i didn't know most that.
0: of them well because it's like i mean it is when it needs to be them but when it's just him like running around it's not him yeah. so i thought that was good okay that was my eight million fun awesome facts. i probably Those have stunt, more i stunt can doubles took a.
1: There. they took a lot of a kicks and stuff they They really did did. they really did
0: this is a total other one i'll tell you at the end when she gets billy with the umbrella um he had like a like a vest on but the stunt woman got the vest the first time and then the second time got him and he had had open heart surgery as a little kid and has like wire mesh in his chest and so like she really got him and the look of pain and is like it's real Mm. because he really got like impaled
1: nice ouch that's horrible (laughs)
0: Yeah. So we start off with main character energy, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And I this just wrote it. The movie Drew goes Hart really and- hard. It mm-hmm.
1: go really hard right from the beginning. I don't like the opening thing though. The scream with just the word scream on the I f- I don't the know. The font
0: is bad. I agree. Yeah. But this opening thirteen minutes of her and the phone call and the running and the like that is an entirely entertaining movie, beginning, middle, and end all on its own. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it really is. So fucking good. It's so scary. Yeah. The wig, the sweater, her lips. She's so sweet and so beautiful. Like, and she's so cute at first. Do you remember a time before fucking cell phones when you would get wrong numbers, like kind of regularly, and you wouldn't think twice yeah. about them? Yeah, and it oh,
1: go ahead. Sorry. Oh,
0: sometimes somebody would call twice because they wrote down the number wrong
1: right yeah so
0: they thought they don't you didn't know like if you dialed it wrong or if yeah. you wrote it down wrong so you'd have to call twice and be like twice. oh shit yep. sorry absolutely.
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely also do people still do prank calls is that still a thing
0: i don't think so with cell phones kids we used of to, today used to do
1: prank calls like all the hey, time hello
0: kids tell yeah. us if you do prank calls because we <laughs> used to do the
1: children. fuck
0: out of prank call. <laughs> Right. I don't dial think it's numbers. As, I, don't I don't think it's as um as like easy to do or as fun to do now because there's like caller ID and shit.
1: Yeah. No. Like
0: you would call from your home phone and sometimes for some reason sometimes the print calls involve looking in a phone book as though you couldn't come up with a number on your fucking <laughs> own.
1: I don't know. You why. had to get a name. I feel like some of the ones we did, you'd call a specific number and ask for a name, right? And, and I, sure. I don't remember. Here's Whatever. the thing:
0: I'm a pansy ass, and so like that stuff, just like sneaking into the movies, all that like m- like sleepover hijinks, that made me nervous. I was afraid I was going to get in trouble.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so that's not to say I never did it, but I didn't. I right. didn't want to be the one talking. Right. Somehow I was going to get in trouble through the
1: phone. So Drew Barrymore gets <laughs> yeah. a phone call. First of all, before even anything creepy happens, no one is going to continue listening to this dude's creepy ass voice. You are like, are you really going to keep listening and having a conversation with him? Even when he's like flirting with her?
0: So, it's such
1: a fucking creepy voice. Like, it's purposely creepy. Oh, but it's kind of hot. Oh, my God, <laughs> Beth. You knew I was going to say that. Oh man All What's right. your
0: favorite scary movie? I'm like, I don't
1: know, <laughs> And that's You're she murdered. Says, Oh you you're, you're I, totally oh, murdered.
0: No- question I'm murdered. I am no final girl. I am a slut, and I'm doing the thing, and I'm dying. I will try, Ooh, that though.
1: sexy murder voice.
0: I will try, though. Like, I would be Tatum. <laughs> I, would, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have that shirt. Drew but Barrymore
1: sort of tries. She eventually gets a no, knife, she right? She does.
0: She absolutely tries. Um,
1: She gets in a couple good shots. She's
0: so sweet. She says, yeah, Freddie, the only one that was good was the first one. And, like, Wes yeah, Craven... So that was in the script before Wes Craven (laughs) agreed to it. And he was like, that's cringy. Can we, like, take it out? And they were like, no.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sorry, that sounds funny. That was funny. The big-ass Zach Morris phone. (laughs) And then also the blue screen on Channel 3
1: on the television.
0: She's going to watch a video. And, like, children – When you used to have a VCR, you had to turn your TV to channel three to watch a VCR Mm -hmm. tape, and like from you know blockbuster or family video. Sometimes four
1: though, if your VCR was set the other way, and sometimes it wouldn't work. (laughs) Yeah, but and
0: then you'd be real confused. But that blue screen of like waiting, and it's funny because they said I like I had noticed it and I wrote notes about it, and then I read that they were like you know because you're about to see a movie, like you are. There's all these meta like movie. Yeah, Things happening, and so, like, you're about to watch this movie, like, this is the setup for a movie is that blue screen, so I thought that was super cool. Poor Steve on the patio, how scary. Well, and then she feels like she's trapped, which, you know, she's trapped on the phone, she's afraid to get off, he's asking her these questions, like, and she feels like maybe there's a chance she's going to get out of this, okay, and she knows she's not going to be able to, like, get the cops in time, so she's going to, like, see it through. It's terrifying. Yeah. That powerless, scared feeling, like, and that, like, feeling of, like, oh, I'm, like, physically afraid to put the phone to my ear. Like, I don't know. That comes through. Like, it still accomplishes mm-hmm. that to me.
1: Steve gets disemboweled in, like, record he, time.
0: His guts. So he, the actor, is kneeling on the ground behind that chair, and his head is through the ah. front. And then it's, like, a dummy legs and guts. yeah I did
1: actually jump up. A- so she's outside now at this point. She sort of cringes past steve yeah she's she runs going around the house she's or something almost and she's
0: so close to her parents i jumped
1: absolutely jumped yeah. when ghostface comes out the he he comes like out jumps out 100. the window or something and through the pain?
0: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah i definitely jumped again
0: and she's so close like yeah. that's the part about this that's so heartbreaking and then her little like mom where she yeah. can't yeah. like do it and they're so close. And then the the mom, like that mom is in it for like 0. 0.3 seconds, but she fucking owns that. Mom, my baby. You're like, oh my God. Like, right. I'm on the phone even,
1: listening to even as your a daughter kid, dying, Like
0: before I had my own kids, I like felt that in my yeah. soul. Like that woman sells that moment.
1: Also, but what does the dad think? I don't understand what the dad is thinking in that moment. So they've just listened to Drew Barrymore get murdered on the phone right. somewhere in range of the cordless phone right they know sure, that she's not that nearby far. so he's like okay wife you turn around and go back outside by yourself i'm gonna close the door and be inside i
0: think he's like go get a phone somewhere like go find another
1: i guess why would you just well, send her out by was yourself the,
0: that was the thing back in the day too like before cell phones if your phone was fucking up you had to literally go to someone else's house that right. had a phone Right. Like you had to go to your neighbor's house and these neighbors are not close. He shouldn't have sent her out alone. That was a bad impulse, but I, I agree with you. I don't know. But yeah, she pulls the mask off before he dies, so she sees the face. hmm And I just I, I remember how nuts that was because she's so famous. And like yes. you just totally think she's gonna be the main character. Yep. And then absolutely. She fucking I remember liked her just it.
1: being like, What? Wait, yeah, what happened?
0: And you're like, Movie Holy over? shit. Yeah. Is a movie over? So, so crazy. So we've agreed the credit, like the title card is not great, but that's.
1: <laughs> this is the same scene almost as Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes.
0: where they're walking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh where they're walking but also in sydney's bedroom because it cuts to sydney's bedroom and they're oh
1: yeah 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 coming in the window coming in the window absolutely Um, and
0: like let's not let's not sleep on the fact that he looks like johnny depp's little brother like they look like the fucking (laughs) same person and i don't need to get into it but like what kind of name is skeet okay like i'm just
1: skeet ulrich 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 All rich. Yeah, Skeet. I don't know. He seems
0: fine. I don't think he's problematic. If he is, I'm so sorry. I don't think he is. He was in uh, the new Archie show, Riverdale.
1: Like, he's still around. Skee ball. Skeet? Yeah. Or Skeet shooting? Makes
0: me think of that song. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the computer. But, like, okay. When she
1: does 911 on the computer? When she does fucking 911 on the computer. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh my God. But, like, Nev Campbell, like, she's so pretty. And it's so 90s. Like the 90 and the scrunchie and the bangs. And like I feel – One of my
1: notes later on is just this movie is so hard 90s. It's so
0: (laughs) 90s. And I do feel like there was an effort made not to be super trendy with like Sydney's wardrobe because she is a little bit wearing like more like plain. Like it's not super Mm -hmm. trendy whereas like Tatum is really trendy. But this is going to sound uncharitable. We talked about this when we talked about – um, Nightmare on Elm Street. That like Heather was like a little bit frumpy, done up. But like Nev Campbell is very, very pretty girl. I do feel like she they dressed her a little frumpy here. Like
1: the, like the weird the, t-shirt night, and the shirt thing. Shirt. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like yeah, yeah. boxy
0: shirts and she really is like so beautiful.
1: <laughs> it's very Nightmare on Elm Street. They had the same problem with pajamas in Nightmare on Elm Street. They did. They, they didn't were, know what yeah. to do with
0: pajamas. So listen, does no one in any movie put fucking screens on their windows? Like are mosquitoes not a thing in movies?
1: Maybe not. I don't know. Because
0: here's the thing. I would like to make myself available to any like sexy vampires or sexy boyfriends <laughs> that look like dad that want to like come in my window. Like I am down for a romantic evening interlude. Let it be known. But like I have screens on my windows. Like I just don't understand because I am yeah. not down for midnight mosquitoes. Like I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Indigo Girls poster man.
1: It was a mis- <laughs> opportunity. They put an Indigo Girls poster up and then played like don't fear the reaper or something they sure
0: did okay but let me just tell you something that version of that slow sexy version of of don't don't fear the reaper yeah
1: yeah it does yeah Yeah. but
0: he comes right on in and he's like let me pressure you about having sex immediately he's like hi good evening yes let us do the sex (laughs) and she's like yeah which is like a real hard sell because he's very very good looking
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: but she's not ready, and he's like very like kind of broy about it. Like it's not a cute look.
1: He it's it's like that later in the movie too. But he's a, he's clearly a psycho, right? I mean Well, I he, mean
0: he ends up being a murderer. Right, right. So. so we
1: kinda like um, Right. G- like
0: that's it. not the worst thing he does. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like give
0: her shit about doing the sex. Um
1: That's the fastest he's there what does she she like does she offer? Does he ask for some like on top of the clothes stuff or he something says like we that? Could
0: maybe just do. I would never dream of breaking <laughs> your underwear rule. Maybe just some on top of the clothes stuff, and so then they're like cuts three to, whole
1: seconds cuts <laughs> on the
0: back, and then she's like, "You gotta go," <laughs> but then she flashes the boobies. Which uh, good on you, yeah. girl. Go okay. for it. How about some PG thirteen? And he goes, "Ha ha."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then we're in Woodsboro, like town, like we're going to school. That, again,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. They're walking yes. into the front of the school. That's what I was, I was just music jumping ahead of.
0: It's so good. Like the interludes where they're like doing the montage of like mm-hmm. the cameras, the news vans showing up, the kids walking into school. All of those scenes where the, there's like the cut and there's usually just kind of like pointless filler music. I feel like this music is so good. Like there's such good like tension and stuff. So when I read in the facts that it was like modeled after Westerns, I was like, well, that like kind of makes sense to me. I yeah. can't say I'm like a Western expert, but it definitely feels more purposeful and like tension building. I feel.
1: Yeah. If you ask me my least favorite genre, I would probably say Western, except when it's like... In, uh, imposed on some... Like space westerns? Sure. I'm down for it. That's I awesome. I haven't like, really, like,
0: <laughs> like... watched that, that many.
1: Never a Saturday afternoon TV westerns, like... <laughs> no. Uh,
0: here comes Gail Weathers in her chartreuse suit. Yeah. And her yeah. very shiny pink lips.
1: Objectively, chartreuse is the best color.
0: She looks fucking great. Like, <laughs> she looks amazing Uh um and tatum is so hot like rose mcgowan is so hot and i did not recognize
1: her with blonde hair
0: so she dyed her hair so that she would look notably different from sydney Mm -hmm. like for the contrast because she is a brunette actress um i think currently her head is shaved but she's so hot whatever at one point this i think is a little bit later when they're like on the porch talking but at one point she's wearing a cropped jersey that has the number 10. Was that familiar to you? Because that is what Johnny Depp wears in Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Oh, man. Oh, that would <laughs> have been a great one. Here's That's the thing. A good...
0: She picked that shit out. I watched an interview with the costume people. Huh. She picked that shit out. Like, it wasn't even necessarily on purpose. And they were like, we don't honestly know if she knew what she was picking or not. Like, uh. <laughs> I would like to give her the credit for it because I think she's really smart. But...
1: Huh, that's cool. Here, I have, I have a, a larger conceptual question for you. Mm. As I was watching this, and I was thinking about Nightmare on Elm Street, and we we watched that not too long ago, and mm-hmm. the, so
0: the
1: I was thinking about how horror movie wise, the the big bad in Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, has like superpowers, right? Um, sure. He's doing supernatural stuff.
0: Sure. Is.
1: And in this movie, theoretically, it's just a couple of high school kids, right?
0: No special powers whatsoever. Just crazy.
1: But do you think like the power, the magic of they have like the power of filmmaking. They have like the power of camera angles. Like that they are all of a sudden not present. They have this ability to just like vanish because the camera turns around. They
0: do that very specific like horror movie thing where all of a sudden they're behind you when they were in front of you before. Like Michael Myers, you never see move. Like he never moves fast but then he'll be like Right in another spot is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, like I'm just thinking of times when they and and some of it might be explained by the fact that there's maybe two of them well, and like in the same was ask place you.
0: yeah
1: oh, all of a sudden you know there one of them was behind and one of them's in front and they have both things covered like, so you think it lo- looks like they move really fast Well, you don't know it's two of them right. you're like, holy shit, how did he get around there so fast or whatever right but um, I also think there's the times where it's fascinating. like in real life, you don't just have a camera view of the world, right? Sure. And I think there's times where, if it were real life, the the character who's about to bite it would absolutely see them. But it's just right. like the magic you, of the camera angle—you
0: only see what you're being shown. Right. You can't. And so they see, just like show around up around
1: off screen all of a sudden right. because the camera wasn't watching. I don't know. I feel like there's this weird. It's kind of like they're playing it up for the horror of it, but it's almost like they have this weird supernatural
0: No, like, I agree with you. And it's interesting ability. you say that because one of the things I read was, you know, they were talking about a lot of times when it's like a real mystery and you don't know who the killer is and you're trying to figure it out. Sometimes people will be compelled to rewatch it to see if they can like spot evidence yeah. now that they right. know who it is. Right. And in this one, I feel like you rewatch it because you're like trying to guess like, is that Billy? Is that Stu? Do you right. think they worked together? Do you think one they were both in the costume in the same room? Like, do you think right. that's what happened? Um, that would be twice as fucking scary because it would allow them to do that, be in front of you and behind you and catch you at the end of the hall and whatever.
1: Right. Maybe they only had one costume. They only bought one knife.
0: Which seems ridiculous because it's like, (laughs) it was like a dollar store. (laughs) Your principal loves you. That's a weird vibe.
1: Also, he holds her chin. Oh,
0: It's super. We're not at that party yet, but it's super okay. fucking creepy. <laughs> yes. yes, it's very personal, and I want you to know. I saw an outtake where the cop goes and Miss Prescott does. Your principal normally touch you like that? And <laughs> <laughs> like we all know how fucking creepy it is.
1: Okay. But I'll well, say At least they acknowledge it that way, Dewey, I guess.
0: Dewey shows up. De- yeah. So he was originally in the running to be Billy, and then he like wanted to be Dewey, and I'm like. Can we all agree that, like, that was a way better decision for everyone yeah.
1: involved? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I guess originally Dewey was written as a little bit more, I don't want to say like beefcakey, but definitely like more, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. a, like handsome or traditionally handsome than like kind of doofy. David Arquette, yeah. and like the way that he plays it, I think is different than how it was originally written. I like when they're sitting around the fountain having their discussion about like who did it and what happened, and Billy goes, "It's called tact, you fuck rag."
1: <laughs> oh, you should you oh, put that in. I right, wash. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> that is that's good to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That makes me laugh. Yep called t- fuck rag so i like that and uh the fountain scene so jamie kennedy is his outfit is bananas
1: <laughs>
0: his outfit is absolutely bananas and the discussion is like establishing the characters so well mm-hmm. and i just remember thinking they were so cool Like, I was, like, right at that 14, 15, like, age, and I just thought they were so fucking cool. Like, Tatum is so cool to me. At one point, she hits... Matthew Lillard on the forehead with her sucker, and the amount of times that I did that as a teenager to people (laughs) is a lot of fucking times. If I went to high school with you and I hit you on the forehead with a sucker, I'm sorry, but... (laughs) But not really. (laughs) But not really, because you probably deserved it. He's a murderer. He deserved it. Her house is so gorgeous because then we cut back to Sydney's house.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah.
0: It's absolutely gorgeous. So Tatum's coming over. She falls asleep and wakes up, and it's like weirdly dark and she's all out of sorts. Do you, did you ever have that experience when you were in high school and you had like no other obligations other than school and you would like fall asleep and like not know what fucking time was? <laughs> yeah. I yes. remember that vibe of, yeah. like, I was home alone a lot as a kid and a teen. Like, my parent, I was often alone. And I remember dozing off, and especially, like, in the warmer months when you had the windows open and then you'd wake up and everything would be blowing and it would, like, have gotten cold and, the, and it was very disorienting. So, like, something about that when she wakes up and she's nervous and Tatum's late and the phone call, like, something about that to me mm-hmm. is a real feeling. Like, it's a real... Like feeling that I remember. So Tatum's on the phone. The line that they got the absolute most crap about was uh, Tatum's penis line about Tom Cruise's penis and <laughs> all the right <ribos>. notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, must
1: I'm just the, write the, okay. Wait,
0: penis.
1: this is where she says it's stupid to go running up the steps.
0: Mm-hmm. So she thinks it's Randy, right? And she goes. No, I like that thing you're doing with your voice, though, Randy, which is uh, like, she's <laughs> really cute and she fucking knows that it's a boner. Uh huh. She goes, Yeah, it's just a bunch of big breasted women who can't act running up and down the stairs when they should be running out the front door. It's insulting. Yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah.
2: But
0: she's so badass because she 100% calls his bluff. She goes outside and picks yes, her she nose. She
1: goes outside Luff, and picks her nose.
0: Of steel. She's like, What am I doing? With her hand up yeah. her nose. Yeah. I love her. She is. We, such a she
1: already girl. knows. Uh, she's hundred percent sure that two people have just died, and yeah. she's gonna like and her mother go out and her mother her face a right. We didn't a even talk about that.
2: Ago.
0: Her mother is absolutely murdered. Oh yeah, we get the we get the whole story backstory about that on the news. Yeah, about her mother. She hundred percent goes out there, and then the guy says something about her mother, and she says, "Fuck you, you cretin."
1: Yeah. This is where too we this is like I feel like this movie messes with the tropes as it's poking fun at and like it does. you get this silly, like horror movie spoofy sort of energy, but also it's terrifying. Right. And it, so... it sort of plays with the tropes like when she's walking through her house, there's very much this scary I just remember thinking there's this scary swell of music you expect something to yeah. happen and then nothing happens And then she goes
0: outside and she's like I call your bluff I'm gonna pick or, her nose like well even
1: before that she's oh, walking yeah. through and it's the camera shot of she opens like the closet door and it's that shot of like her in front of the door and then you're expecting she's gonna close the door and somebody's gonna be behind oh, it sure, and there's like nobody that. there or the the shot they do where it's like she's walking through the house and the camera's following her and mm-hmm. it's that shot in horror movies where then Of course, someone is following them, but nothing happens. It's like... All but those then, just fake outs.
0: But then, like, a little bit later, that absolutely happens because she closes yes. the door and he's behind her. And he's so behind, I have, yes. I have to tell you, so I – this is, like, my 100th watch. I made Handsome Boyfriend Justin watch this with me, who, who was on Sandlot episode with us. He watched this for the very first time with me when I watched this for the Which notes. Which is
1: insane to me. How Which is he, is, like,
0: That's what he was like. I don't know why he's... I never saw it. And I was like, well, you have to watch it with me. So I do have a couple Justin first watch notes in here. And so, you know, he's already surprised that Drew Barrymore bit it, Right. And then the door closes, and he's behind her, and he goes, what? What the fuck is this movie? Because <laughs>
1: <Like, laughs> he thinks she's
0: going to die now. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, well, that's perfect, though. That's exactly, right? like, yeah. So,
0: like, but it was just so good, so I wrote a couple of his quotes. but So, yeah, she runs upstairs. She tries to call 911 on the computer, which, whatever. Yep. And then Billy, quote, saves the day. Oh, but his phone. The like, phone drops I- out
1: like a fucking gun. Like, <laughs> he, they, like imagine now so here's the if question somebody is this like cell phone drops out and they both look at it like it's this super incriminating right. thing like oh my god you have a cell no phone, one has a phone.
0: <laughs> so but do you think knowing what you know that they did that on purpose so that then he could have an alibi or do you think they just made it work after it was an accident
1: i think it it, it could go either way because he knows that they're not using that phone to make the calls they're using her dad's phone right that they've right. already kidnapped right. him and so he then when it drops out, yes, I I, I prefer to read it as it's on purpose because it frees him, sure. But also, if it doesn't drop out, she just doesn't suspect him at all, right?
0: Well, sure. I mean, I would think that you wouldn't suspect him, but he is a fucking creep. So he definitely reads as a creep to me. Um, and he never like seems that innocent after you know, she's like, I can't believe you're still you still like think he it's me. and I'm like, when well, you're, you're walking around you're walking around like it's you. That's why. Yeah. So then Gail, Fat James Kenny, which isn't awesome. But she's so mean. And you're like, oh, wow. Uh, So then we find out dad's missing. There's Dunkin' Donuts product placement. Yep. Okay. And then, like, here's the thing. Like, respectfully, very respectfully, Tatum's boobs look great. They just look great. (laughs) Like.
1: Where are you in this movie? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh. Anywhere. They're coming there at the fucking station because then they come out and she says, I'll send you a copy. And then she beams her in the face. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Damn, bitch went down. And then it cuts to the like sleepover, which is the most nineties sleepover ever. They're all yep. of a sudden in ill-fitting jammies with snuggly. Yep. The jammies,
1: the jammies are bad in this why the jammies West, West are bad. does not understand them? No,
0: but I also think that's what we wore in the nineties. Oh, like not. I had those. Um and they have like ugly bedding and they're did like. Did you have snuggling. two beds in
1: your room just in case of a sleepover?
0: So I had two beds in my room at my dad's house, but not eh. my mom's. Mm. No, when I had to sleep over there, we just jammed in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> so then the killer calls where she's at Tatum's, blah, blah, blah. And then we see the cotton weary background, like news. So I thought that the like way that they tell us about Sid's mom in that case, like, I thought that was really well done. We get like yeah. snippets of it on the news, we get snippets of it there. Gail fills in the rest of it when she's talking to her. Like, I just thought that was kind of well done because a lot of times they would, I feel that that background might be like done more clumsily Mm
1: -hmm. i also think that they do a really good job of casting suspicion on like all the people in this movie and even to the point where you could make a reasonable like did the principal kill people? He has that whole scene with the, the scissors and stuff.
0: The principal looks guilty. The head chief is got the same boots as the killer. Like right. there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of like casting Doofy. suspicion. Doofy, Doofy looks, I mean, <laughs> it's not nice, but it's true. <laughs> then we get to school and Linda Blair's there, and she says, The people have a right to
1: know. <laughs> the people have a right to know. So then
0: this is where Gail gives the rest of the like backstory. Your mother's murder was last year's hottest story. Yeah. And then she just goes, sorry, I mangled your face, <laughs> which I feel like is also another good insult. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope you're putting these in the notes.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Courtney Cox's highlights are, are so 90s. Yeah. 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 She's like, I could save a man's life. Think about what that would do for my book (laughs) (laughs) sale. So then let's make this about sex. Because she sees Billy again in the hall, and he immediately is again like
1: terrible. You obviously think I'm guilty
0: because you won't what that I have a girlfriend who'd rather accuse me of murder than fuck me. And I'm like, you're the worst.
1: So in this moment, Billy is a douche. In this moment, Billy is a douche. He says It's been a year you should probably get over your mom. He doesn't say. But he expresses you should be over your mom's brutal murder. It's been a whole year. It's
0: the same thing as my mom leaving my dad. (laughs) Are we supposed
1: to feel sympathy for Billy at this moment? I feel like it's characterized as like Billy. We should be sympathetic for him. I'm like, clearly he's an asshole. Like
0: what? Oh, no, he's the worst. And then, you know, Tatum had just... Bonged. What's his face on the forehead with the sucker, and said stupidity leak. And so then she is saying to him, and she's all flustered, and she goes, "It's, it's your brain leaking. My mother got murdered." <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah. No. Oh, and yeah. then the whole
0: bathroom thing. So the whole bathroom scene where she overhears those other girls talking about her. First things first. One of those girls, probably the main girl, was keith Ulrich's girlfriend at the time. <laughs> uh, important. And then second. They like, there was much discussion about like cutting that scene, but they kept it in because they were really trying to hammer home the like town gossip and like the story about mm-hmm. the mob and the, yeah. like all of that. So they kept that in. And then we get to like, so th- this is also where the Fonz threatens them with scissors and then <laughs> where Dewey and Courtney Cox flirt for the first time.
1: <laughs> Awkward flirting.
0: Right. So, but like, yep. what happens is that is cut is that. She gets attacked in the bathroom, and she goes to the principal, and then they cancel classes. So they don't like show that part, but then classes mm. get canceled. The janitor's dressed up like Freddy, and then Winkler bites it because it's been too yep. long without a murder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a solid Ricky Lake reference in there. That's that's a nice oh yeah Evergreen reference.
0: Where do you <laughs> Ricky come Lake, up with this shit? Ricky Lake, you're
1: <laughs> pathetic. Nobody <laughs> remembers who Ricky Lake was
0: anymore. I do. Yeah.
1: You've, you've totally skipped over Henry Winkler investigating and, and Fred the janitor.
0: No, I said it. Him. Fred
1: the janitor. Oh, okay. Fred the and janitor. I also
0: saw a really incredible outtake of Wes Craven as the janitor, like mopping and then falling in the mop water and just like <laughs> prat- falling to the ends of the earth. <laughs> so that's worth a look up.
1: Yep. And we go to the the movie rental store, right? We,
0: we go, go we to...
1: The absolutely yeah. hopping rental well, place? Well, so no,
0: because first Tatum... Tatum and Sydney are talking, and she says, you know, you can only hear that Richard Gere Dribble story so many times.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That. <laughs>
0: Another evergreen reference. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but then we go to the video store, which, yes, is bumping for some reason.
1: I mean, I don't remember, ever remember the video store looking like that, but...
0: Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I used not our to... Not Pretty much every Friday night, we would walk to the local video store in my neighborhood, and... Um, It was always pretty full. Uh, But everybody's there because there's a curfew. So they have to watch a video because they're home. And they only have the cable. So, Or maybe not even the cable. So Jamie Kennedy yells and everybody looks at him. There's a lot of like him and Matthew Lillard back and forth in this movie, Mm -hmm. which is a good combo for me. Do you think Sid would go out with me? (laughs) That's like not more than once he says that. Yeah. Um, But then he explains the formula for the first time. Mm -hmm. so this was really unique at the time and it actually always bothers me this is the thing that bugs me every time i watch like a zombie movie where they're like what are these things and i'm like you fucking know what they are (laughs) like you fucking know what they are there's eight you exist in a
1: world where that particular thing has never happened in fiction
0: you've watched a zombie movie like you just have so i like that they are talking about the horror movies in right. this one. I mean, that's obviously part of the shtick, but i that's part of the reason I think for me that I love it so much because I love the scary movies. Yeah, Red Herring about Sydney's dad, all of that. And then we show a lot of boots because we're trying to show that everybody has the same boots as everybody the has
1: boots. There's only one boot store in this whole town. <laughs> only one, one boot store. One boots. And they all one boot. wear steel-toed black boots. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then at some point we see litter from Kenny's truck and it's reduced fat chips, which I just think is very 90s and maybe also because Gil called them fat. Like, we're not yeah. going to stop eating chips.
1: Right. But we
0: will get reduced. <laughs> um, all these kids are rich as fuck, right? Because they all live in giant mansions.
1: They do. Mm-hmm. These houses are insane. This house that they're in at the end has an upstairs with, like, a stairway. You go yeah. up, and then there's a landing, and then two stairways go off to either side, right? Right, Because right. the, uh, the, the end chase thing.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So, yeah, now we're into the infamous last 42 minutes scene 18. It's 118. Yep. They, uh, it's super weird that, like, Dewey and Gail go to the party together, right? Like, it's a weird date.
1: Uh, Because they're also way older than these kids, That's right? what I'm saying. Like, what? Like, yeah. 24. No. She's so, got motivation. She needs to plant the camera, She right? wants to
0: plant the camera. But the whole but, thing is weird. And he's and, a doofus, so. And she also, like, those girls are, like, flirting with her. And they're like, oh, my God, I love your show. And, like, she is totally getting off on that. And, like, I, he's uh,
1: like, that I'm that here with her. The the set, like, extras for this those girls who are kind of against the wall—they're mm-hmm. not a good. It's just—it's too much. They're
0: what's too much about them.
1: They're like overacting. Oh, they're, sure. They're, yeah, they're not. They're great. trying to. There's like a get reason no, they're nice not the leads. Yeah, people. I see I yeah. see what you're saying. I think one of them's wearing overalls. Maybe. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so then they started on the Jamie Lee Curtis stuff, and I like Tatum's line. What am I, the beer wench? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So Courtney Cox sneaks the camera in, and then Tatum, also wearing Chartreuse, mm-hmm.
1: it's the in, color ever.
0: Yeah, is in the garage scene. So again, she fucking thinks it's Randy too. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And but like the thing is, they never actually put any real suspicion on Randy. Just the girls think it's Randy because they think he's right. kooky, and they're not. Yeah. Here's why: because they're not afraid of Randy. Yeah, and so they want to make it be him because then they cannot be afraid. Do you think?
1: Right. Yeah. He's very so,
0: but like she's also brave as shit because I'm going to tell you something. If I saw that motherfucker in my garage and I knew bitches were already dying, I would shit myself.
2: And yeah. she's
0: like, cut Casper. That's a wrap. Like she's fighting. She yeah. gets full ass cut with a yeah. knife before she's afraid. Right. And then she almost makes it out the cat door. She
1: almost. Yeah.
0: That's like not how garage doors work. But, no,
1: I, I wrote the same thing. There's no way uh, your garage door could lift you up and then yeah, kill but, you against the top of it. I, there's no way.
0: Yeah. Oh, can I be the helpless victim? Like all of that tropey bullshit that they talk about there, like it's so well done and she's so tough. And she does great until she gets stuck in the door. Like she does beat him back. She throws the bottles at him. Like she does mm-hmm. a really good job.
1: I, um, I, so here's the thing I don't like about that. She is... This scene goes on for a long time, and maybe we can chalk it up to alcohol, but she is crunched in the garage door for, like, a long-ass part. She dies close to the beginning of this whole Mm -hmm. party, and people are, like, out and about. Does no one ever go back for beer? Because she's supposed to be getting beer for the party.
0: Oh, right, and, like, no one ever...
1: And no one ever, like, goes if, back to the garage because they needed beer. I wonder if right beer. after
0: that is when they all leave to go but it's see. A,
1: I felt like it was just a long time. Like, they right. all clearly have beers because it's not until after this that, that um what's his face? Uh, Randy is, you know, pontificating about.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: And it's even after this when all the girls well, leave. And, and
0: then Stu says, I'll go get the beer. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he's –
1: he. yeah. We never really know which of them does which murder either.
0: No. And they, like – I feel like he said in an interview, like, oh, that was Billy. But, like, obviously.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you're meant to know. I don't know if the actors knew. Like,
1: Right, 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 right. So it just seemed like there was a bunch of times when people should have been walking past the garage and just don't even – No, but I wonder
0: if what happened is then – Stu was the one who went back and got more beer then. Right. Because he knew and he said, Did not That makes sense. You know, he wouldn't blow up the spot or whatever.
1: I'll be right back.
0: I'll be right back. That's how I get murder faced.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So then the next thing is the bedroom scene. And first <laughs> off, all of this bedding is so fucking 90s. Like yep. the fucking purple plaid and shit, like in the roughly pillow shams, like. L.L. Bean catalog, she's like, I hate how she talks to him. She's like, oh, it just must be so exhausting for me to like wallow in my post-traumatic stress and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I'm like the bad seed. And I was like, no, girl, he fucking gaslit you into boning him. Like that is 100% what's happening here.
1: Is this specifically to subvert the like, you have to be a pure final girl trope thing? I
0: think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because there's all this talk about it. And I actually, uh, Rose McGowan in one of the interviews was like, yeah, you know, never have sex and and then you'll live. That's Wes Craven's, you know, message to the youth of America.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Abstinence, everybody. But like. You know, you don't get to pick your genre. And then she says, what if it's a really
1: good porno? Oh, yeah.
0: And then they do it. Uh, but there's also a joke about Tori Spelling. And then later in, oh, yeah. the, in yeah. the next movie, um, Tori Spelling plays her in the Stab movies. So. Nah. <laughs> Full
1: circle. Yeah. Because she says, like, I'll probably get cast. it would probably be Tori Spelling. She's like, I want to
0: be Meg Ryan. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So then we get downstairs to Randy doing the rules. So... Here's the rules. No sex. Sex equals death. No drinking or doing drugs. This is the sin factor. It is an extension of rule one. Uh, rule number three, never say I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And that's when Stu leaves and says I'll be right back. Right. Yeah,
1: so he must get the beer then. Yeah. He
0: must go get more beer because that – and maybe he like blocks the door or something so that – I don't know. Because I definitely, specifically
1: remember that line delivery. like. What Matthew Lillard? Lil, yeah, I can't Lillard. say his last name. Lillard's la, um, line delivery at that moment, yeah. like that. I
0: remember all of his line delivery yeah. <laughs> because he is the human cartoon character. He is, and he is perfect in this movie.
1: He Live shout out. Alone, this is a nerd show. Like <laughs> shout out to this is like uh, Matthew Lillard. Now does is that his name? Lillard. I can't ever Lillard. say his last name. It's not spelled correctly. <laughs> he does like a total. He's he runs a company that makes. Yeah. Like high-end D&D props and stuff yeah, you can he buy does. this box for D&D stuff. It looks really cool, but it's also very expensive, so right. I don't have any. Right, we don't
0: have it. We have teacher salaries. <laughs> no, you're right. And he is incredible in this movie. He was good in all the. them. I think he's very, like, captivating actor. And he's a cartoon. Like, yeah. He's a living cartoon, <laughs> and he's whatever. And also kind of hot. It's a weird vibe. Yeah, I'll be right back. Like, the way he says it is so good. Mm-hmm. So then Sid and Billy have absolutely no chemistry, right?
1: Oh, I, you know what? I agree with you. So are you talking about after? Yes, yeah.
0: before, after, but after. yes, I wrote the note in the after. But
1: the after? Oh, I thought you were talking about like when so when she I just thought it was weird. It's like right after. They're still getting dressed, and she's like, wait, maybe he's the murderer. Yeah. Right?
2: Like, he's like, literally what? still punning, and then what? she's like, Would you use the
0: Oh, yeah, like, like what, you didn't think
1: about that, bef- like, I don't know, three minutes ago, before?
0: Right, right. <laughs> Super yeah. weird. Yeah. So then, and then Dewey, oh, so then the principal's dead, that's when everybody leaves, and then Dewey and Gail kiss, uh-huh. do they, like, do it in the woods there? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. And then, that,
1: they're, yeah.
0: oh, so then it cuts back to them, and she says when... You know, this is all cutting back and forth a lot, so that's when mm-hmm. she says, "Who'd you use your colony? He says, "What do I have to prove to you? Prove to you I'm not a killer." And then he gets stabbed immediately. Right. So he falls. Ouch! That looks ouchy. Oh, and then she jumps off the thing and she falls in the boat. That looks really painful too. And that's mm-hmm. when we see Tatum.
1: Right.
0: He's there's Dorino product placement, of course, and then Jamie's doing the Jamie Kennedy's doing the Jamie. Look behind you! Look behind you! Mm-hmm. Um And M. then
2: when
0: we see Toast product placement and kenny but that whole thing with like the 30 second delay and they're watching him on the video feed like that's really scary
1: yeah yeah
0: and then she's got to like crawl out of the bottom of the like truck um that's all really scary
1: that's one of the moments where i think they have superpowers because kenny like gets out of the truck and looks at the house turns to look back at the camera and when he turns back around he gets his throat slashed there's like
0: and Where how, are they coming from? how does he get him on top of that truck? Because he's a big dude and he's going to be dead
1: weight. <laughs> Beth is fat-shaving Kenny's I'm dead not, body. I, can't lift.
0: <laughs> I can barely lift my five-year-old on top of a truck, so I don't one feel of like two a full-grown man.
1: One of the two of them, definitely. Maybe it's the two of them together. Maybe, maybe they, they have can, to be. Because be- Drew Barrymore was lifted up off the ground.
0: Anti. Um, by the way, yeah. I
1: didn't think she was really dead. I thought she was coming back until they showed her hanging from her the tree. Her yeah. But Kenny was lifted up on top of the truck. And they say that the principal was like hung up hung from, from the, the goalpost. goalpost or something. They're doing a lot of lifts, those, those two guys. So <laughs> one's up. holding him going, hi, Matthew Lillard, because he's taller. and right.
0: then <laughs> And then, yeah, yeah Billy's yeah. stringing him up.
1: I don't know. But the, one of my favorite lines is when Courtney Cox is driving away, and she says, "Oh God, Kenny, I'm sorry, but get off my windshield." Yeah, get the fuck off <laughs> <in> my
0: windshield. <laughs> She's got the Zach Morris phone, and she beats the shit out of Jamie yeah. phone.
1: Where does he go, too? I was like, is he going to... He yeah, just gets, he's, like, She hits him in the face a him. bunch of times. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. So then Dewey takes the knife in the back. So he was supposed to be dead. All those scenes where you, like, see him laying there, like, he's supposed to be dead. But then they, like, mm. decided to keep him alive at the last minute.
1: They just so, put him in the, in the ambulance at the end?
0: Yeah. Oh. They, like, filmed it, and they, like, weren't sure if they were going to put it in the movie or not. Mm-hmm. Because they, like i guess decided they already had started writing the sequel like he had written this as a three movie treatment so before it was like bought so i don't know they decided at the last minute so they filmed it just in case and then they decided but yeah oh the scare one of the scariest moments is she gets in the car and you think she's safe and then he's outside the door and he brings the keys up and he like shakes them and you're like oh oh, fuck that's so scary and then they yeah, also the old ni- school the, like, the Old school locks,
1: yes. <laughs> the and and then she has to roll up the window. <laughs> now so she rolls it. She has to jump over to the driver's side and roll up the window really fast. Yeah. She would not be able to do that now because she doesn't have the keys and the car is not on. So if it's an oh,
0: automatic, she wouldn't window, be able to lock it. She or wouldn't be able to roll the windows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, she's absolutely. Dead. Yeah. Oh, so scary. And then I like how they're both trying to get in and she goes, Fuck you both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she
1: puts the door on
0: him. Billy's still alive. How is Randy lying. not
1: dead in that moment? I don't understand how Randy gets away.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He lives. Um, I think it's because all the hair Because Stu though. and
1: Randy both he trying Joe. to <laughs> right. trying to convince her, right? Yeah. And then she closes the door and we don't see anything. We just hear. And at that point, we don't really know who the killer is, right? Mm-hmm. It, right. And so wouldn't Stu just murderize Randy and then drag him away? I like, think he does. He stabs him, away? him. He leaves him. Randy a stabbed
0: of- them. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to fucking okay. know.
1: They only have one knife, so Billy's got it right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they only have one knife? Because they can't find more. than
2: at the
1: end, at oh, the yeah, end, yeah, They're like you trade the knife back and forth to get right, stabbing right, right, each other. I don't know. I, they're trying to do like the only one killer thing, I guess. They only can have one knife, right?
0: But. So we all go a little mad sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, he's shooting. and then so Jamie Kennedy gets shot right there.
1: Yeah, but he's inside then.
0: Right. So I yeah. don't know how that... I
1: don't she know. opens the door. He's, or they open the door. Oh, Billy comes out and they lets, open the door.
0: He lets them both in. Billy lets them both in. Stu too? He, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shoots. And that's when she knows like some shit is afoot. Yeah. And he says, oh, corn syrup, which is like a Carrie reference because he's like covered in it. And then they do the voice thing, the voice changer. They're all covered
1: and, in blood at this mm-hmm. point. Courtney Cox is definitely dead because that van... She would go straight through the windshield. She is not wearing a seatbelt. She's a hundred percent right. shredded in in the bushes somewhere. Absolutely. But she's not.
0: Sydney says, actually. Fuck you. And he goes, We already played that game. You lost. <laughs> or did yeah. you lose? How'd you do, Billy? How'd you do? Yikes. We'll never get away with it. Tell that to Cotton Weary. And then he goes, Matthew Lillard goes, It was fun. Mm-hmm yeah um all of his literally every one of his deliveries so then here we get the motive it's scarier with no motive he calls the mother a egg whore Mm -hmm. i watched all these screen tests too and his screen test was this scene and it was fucking captivating and Mm. he's sitting in like a sweater in like a chair and like somebody's yeah yeah he really acts the shit out of it yeah your slut mother was fucking my father and my mom moved out Yikes! Made you have sex with a psychopath. All the slut shaminess here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Not a cute look. Yeah. Not a cute look. And then Matthew Lillard says, "Title Watch." Oh, yep. Yeah. It's a scream, baby.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he does a really good job when they start stabbing each other. Matthew yeah. Lillard is like he's really good at like slowly dying <laughs> from yeah. blood loss yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the...
0: A little woozy. <laughs> I say it's a thing that has stuck with me And that I sometimes say Yeah Yeah, man the stab stab is no good So then the dad's in the closet It's your mom's anniversary All of this like it's all crazy Houston we have a problem was ad-libbed They realize they can't find the gun And Mm -hmm. Gail Weathers shoots that That's a good moment How's this? The reporter that was left for dead in the news van comes too (laughs) (laughs) But then he like fucking knocks her right out right
1: she does (laughs) he does
0: and then the one of the best ad-lib lines of the whole movie is oh my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: it's real good yeah and does. then here comes the umbrella stab and the tv she on the put head
1: the costume on i don't, I don't where know she why put she put, put the costume on. on
0: but like the fucking tv to the head the reminds TV to me the of head. death by stereo from last boys every time <laughs> <laughs> i
1: always
0: yeah. had a thing for you said in your dreams i just it's so good <laughs> so this, good i this, never this, thought i'd it be so happy has... to be a virgin <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> he's not dead, right? Because yeah, he yeah. gets shot and he just like yeah. jumps up there. And he is he the one who says this all played out like a scary movie, right at the end? Somebody yeah. says like literally this played out like a scary movie. Him, he's, he's telling this him, is like, the moment he's going to the... sit
0: back up. And, right. he does. and he does,
1: and they shoot him in the head.
0: And the mo- then so then it's like the dawn. And it's the aftermath. And the music is so good, again, where Mm -hmm. the, like, helicopter's flying and Gail is doing the story and she's all Mm -hmm. bloody and shit. And, like, it's just so good. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's so fucking good. So this would probably be the time when we would segue to talking about our verdict. But we have a special uh, treat for you guys today. We interviewed Deborah Eckerd, the set designer from the movie Scream. So she wasn't able to join us for the whole episode, but we have an interview with her that we will share with you guys now. Okay. Hi, everybody. We are here with Deborah Ecker, the set decorator from the original Scream film. Deborah, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, nice to see you again. Yeah, we're so happy you're here. Um, so for everybody listening, can you tell us like the main role of what an art department, the set decorator, does on a film?
2: Um, yeah, I guess they'd say, um, I always tell people, if you were in an empty room, we'd put everything in it. So basically, we bring in all the furniture. We do, if we're out on a location, we bring in uh, whatever's needed out in an exterior location. So um, the construction would build the set and then we'd put everything in it. And do you do personal homes? Because I could use help. Uh, (laughs) I I have gotten roped into that occasionally. I'm sure (laughs) that's a hazard of the job. Yeah. How much
0: How much freedom do you have to like pick all the different stuff that you put in there?
2: Um, well, we collaborate. You know, with the the director and um, and producers. Everybody gets involved in it. Um, even the DP. So it's kind of a collaboration. It's a team effort. So the designer will um, come up with the um, overall design and the look of the film, or and then we work with them. Um, we'll go out and we'll. I don't know if you want to use an example from the film, but um, just creating the mood and the atmosphere and also whatever's related to the character that happens to be in that particular scene. Um, You get to know about their personalities. You want to add that to the room as well. Oh, sure. That Uh, makes sense. Or wherever their environment is. I don't know if you want to know a little bit more. I don't know if you want to pick something that we worked on um, to get into what we do.
0: So, for example, like maybe Sydney's bedroom. Like Mm -hmm. in the movie, you know, I, I mean, I've very noticeably there is an Indigo Girls poster. So like how much of, (laughs) how much of like the bedding and all of that, like.
2: Yeah, everything, the room was empty. We came, it was a location, it was a house, but we came in and we changed everything to kind of go along with the character. And of course, at that time it was like, well, you know, who's popular. And also when we go and we put things like you mentioned, the Indigo Girls, we have to have that cleared They have to wanna be in the movie. A lot of times in movies like a scream movie, a slasher movie, a lot of people don't wanna be part like you a product like Coca-Cola wouldn't want to see their product out there while they're killing somebody. So it was (laughs) it was really difficult trying to get things cleared. So we're lucky we got the Indigo Girls to say yes and put their poster on. Yeah. That on, so. Oh, that's interesting because um, I read yeah. there
0: were protests for some of the locations. Um, yeah. Well, there, I mean.
2: The Santa Rosa High School was already established as you know one of our locations, mm-hmm. and at the last minute, the parents they found out what the the nature of the film was about, and the parents of the school protested against that, and thus when the principal made the deal with Wes Craven they weren't aware of this. So um, they protested and they had to, at the last minute, go out and find another location for the high school because they banned them from shooting there. So that the board, the board stepped in and, you know, the principal made the agreement, but the board stepped in because the parents were opposed to it. They didn't think the nature of the film was right to promote that in a school, high school kids, but ended up in Sonoma and it was all good. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a little bit of a glitch in the filmmaking yeah I bet
1: <laughs> you mentioned like not having uh Coke you know on screen when there's a murder happening do you do you get told uh, we need to have this product placement in this scene somewhere? do you have to put stuff in different places like
2: no, no, um when it comes to things like that you know, the product wants to be sh- it's free advertising for them in essence, so they want to see their products. We have product placement people that we work with, and they'll say, well, you know like On the show, we have a a Peloton bike, one of the characters they're into working out. So in the apartment, we have the Peloton bike that's promo because that's part of the character's thing. He likes to work out. So products like that, you know, a lot of times they'll say, hey, we have all these products. Where can you use them? And I said, mm. well, I have, I have a bedroom and I need this, or I have a bathroom and I need toothpaste or something. And so, a lot of times, things are slipped in that way. But they have to read the the um, the product. They they want to read the script. They want to see where their product's going to be shown before they allow us to use it. So when they read the the scream script, there wasn't a whole lot of product placement.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we mostly just
0: noticed bags of chips that chips, Kenny that yeah. Kenny had. <laughs> That's something we always you know kind of look for. We watch really closely when we rewatch. So. When you go to then fill the room up with all the things, do you just go out to regular shopping? Do you have different places you go,
2: or um, well, it's a it's a combination of you know how long is the scene? You know, like say for um TV shows, we we have permanent sets where they're up, they're up for the year, the season. So a lot of th- those are purchased. We buy them because it doesn't behoove us to rent them because it sure. will cost more than the purchase. So a lot of those we purchase everything now. Like something if you go back to Scream, where in you know Stu's house, that was big murder scene happening. And mm-hmm. we had to buy everything in that particular area of where that happened, just because it got you know the, the blood all over it. We had right. multiples of every everything was multiples. We had like three sofas because how many takes is this going to be, you know? And how much can they afford to do? So if you dress a room once, usually that's in the budget to dress it once. But then we are going to bleed all over everything. You have to get three sofas and three carpets, three rugs. <laughs> And then they're going to smash this table, and I need three of those, or or how many ever they think they're going to need. But we made it through with three multiples on everything, and and we, you know, some things were the scene evolved, but there was a lot of blood in there. Fifty gallons, I read. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's another whole another element, you know. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. we were wondering a little bit about the continuity and you know things getting moved or things getting wrecked or.
2: Yeah, there's a Use. you know, there's a lot of movement in those type of things too. So you can kinda like slip through the cracks with a little bit of it, but you know, yeah, everything you is established and it's all marked where it was before before we reset it. So it's all, you know, cleaned up and then reset and they do take two and three and whatever they need to do. Um, I think they were in that house like almost Three weeks, pretty sure in Stu's yeah, house. Yeah, I read.
0: I read it was like, yeah. yeah, like forty something day. Like they were in there forever filming. It was a really long something.
2: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that house. I'm sure you guys probably have heard it, which we all heard when they scouted at Stu's house. And it's up on this hill in the middle of like it's very eerie feeling. Anyway, just on its own, mm-hmm. right? And you go up there, and we found out that the the husband and wife that had lived there had both had died like a year or two before. Almost oh wow. At the, it's almost in with months of each other before we were there, and that that just intrigued Wes even more. He was like, "Absolutely." Oh, then <laughs> then proceeds to tell everybody that, "Did you know that people died here?" You know, <laughs> <of course. laughs> everybody was like completely jacked up, like, "Oh my god, people!" So, oh, oh yeah, my gosh. We- it was so eerie and creepy because we knew that, first of yeah, all. Yeah, I so knew that it was a vacant story. house, but
0: that's great to
2: know. Yeah, like, they yeah, we had both passed away. I think it was like a year or two before we were filming there. So the house was empty. Yeah. And um, I mean, there was some stuff mm. in it, but it was they weren't living in there. And then we had to do a scene where Nev she climbs out the window at the mm-hmm. end, up, upstairs. Well, that was like a dormer room. And we um, made it into sort of an attic feeling. Sure. So- yeah, yeah. There was stuff of theirs already still in the house. It was kind of, so talk about creepy. We are oh, trying creepy. to dress this attic with the people that died stuff in the house. And <laughs> it was just so eerie. It was such an eerie feeling, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm always like, I know what the script It's It's reading something's going to happen. We know what's going to happen, but standing there and watching it being filmed that you're right. still afraid. It's, there's something that there's that suspense that builds even though you know what's going to happen because you've read the script and you're watching, you're behind the camera. It still freaked me out some of the stuff they filmed. I oh, mean, absolutely! Was, I'm sure it's different some... to see it
0: in person than it is to see it.
2: Yeah, you know, on I the
0: page. page. What and was Drew, the
2: freakiest thing? Well, I think I think the smartest thing was Drew Barrymore's. You know, the house that they had her in, um, Casey, where it, it's just like a fishbowl, right? So you're always feeling like somebody's watching you all the time, and that was the whole idea of it—is that to? Because to, mm-hmm. she doesn't know where this is coming. You know, she's on the phone with somebody, and it, it, the suspense was built up by just like in looking, and everywhere you turn, there was a window, and it was dark, so you didn't quite know who could be watching. It right. was so so creepy, and I thought that was really smart on Wes's part to make that, you know, that kind of fishbowl feeling in there, just to kind of add to the suspense of what was going to happen. Um, I think. And then, you know, Stu's house, like we said, because it was it was so isolated and on its own, it was like you were sort of trapped. Once you were up there, there was like no way out there. It was sort of a maze in that house. You know, it was right. yeah. every corner. You just turn and you're somewhere else. It was just like this weird cookie cutter kind of a house anyway. So that that would kind of led to what was going to happen in that place. Um, and what's the one in the Where was the garage? Was that? That, at Stu's um,
0: house, too, with Tate. I was going to yeah. ask her about, yeah. about
1: the garage, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, all the yeah. stuff in the garage. It looks like a lived-in garage. And I mean, you said you walk in and it's empty. You have to put yeah. all the stuff or the attic where you're putting all this. It's mm-hmm. like a whole life you have to create out of the stuff that's there, right? Like.
2: Yeah, you know, you, you learn how to make things look real. You reference things and you look at, okay, what does a garage look like? What would I have in my garage? Or what do you need to have for the scene? Right. You know, she goes into the refrigerator, you Mm -hmm. know, specifically where, which way does the refrigerator door open because of the way way they're going to shoot it. And then what's in the pathway of her, you know, getting from there to the garage door. I mean, it was that I swear to God, I think that was probably the scariest scene for me to sit there and watch being filmed. I don't know why, but I remember it's, it's so, so long time ago, but I really remember being really frightened by watching the filming of that scene. And, and, and like going I said, the door. we know what's going to happen, and it was just right. real scary. It was really done. It was done so well, and um, and she was really good in the part. I mean, that was amazing. The the sets were all they all had something to lend themselves to what's going to happen. And I think that that was a great selection on that. Stu's house was amazing. I mean, I heard people are still staying there, that are going there for like an Airbnb experience. Oh, wow. So, to
1: stay in the screen in his house? Yeah. Oh, my oh, my gosh, gosh. that's amazing. <laughs> that <is. laughs>
0: um, yeah, like, it's gorgeous. I mean, the pictures. Sydney's house yeah. is stunning. Like The views are gorgeous. Yeah. Her porch and stuff, like, come on.
2: Yeah, and those I houses think right. That- Sydney's I'm pretty sure Sydney's house or was it yeah I think it was Sydney's house that was next to one of the Hitchcock you know that Wes yes, is um it was the Hitch- Hitchcocks does so he was always scouting locations around where the Hitchcock films were done and I think it was I think it was Sydney's house um I thought Sydney's is near
0: where yeah. they filmed Cujo but also some of the Hitchcock ones yeah, there was a lot of was- stuff like on that street according to what I read
2: yeah, I think it was, um, oh my God, what was the name of that movie, that Hitchcock movie? There was a house that was right next door. Um, what was uh, da, 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 I forgot the name of the movie, the Hitchcock movie. There was a house right next door to her house that was done, it was used in a Hitchcock film. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I can't remember, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the movie. And then um, we filmed, well, Stu's house was like 10 miles away from where where he shot the birds. <laughs> oh right, so we That's did. So we cool. did. We did go up and look around that area where they did the birds, and then mm-hmm. we came back down, and he saw that house. Huh. And then I think you guys also know about the uh, how they found the mask, right the uh, the scream mask.
0: I read that it was just like an actual one from a party store, and that he yeah. was dissatisfied with the replicas that they tried to make.
2: Yeah. What, think, what, do you, what can you tell us about it? There's a story where they yeah, they go, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true, but they were scouting somewhere and they found that mask in one of the kids' bedrooms in one of the houses they were scouting. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so they took it and then they, they got the licensing for it. Right, and, right. Yeah.
0: That's what yeah. I read is that he really liked it and mm-hmm. they tried to make – the art department tried to make, you know, ones that were similar, but none of them did it for him. So, well,
2: yeah, that went on for a little bit. Yeah. So, and then initially uh,
0: they yeah. were worried it wasn't going to be scary enough. And then when they saw it on film, they, re- I mean, it's iconic now, but I yeah. remember yeah. seeing it for the first moment in the movie and being afraid of
2: it yeah. <laughs> immediately it is pretty, pretty scary i mean it, it, it worked it was pretty genius but yeah that was the story they were scouting and they saw it in somebody's house and that's where they picked it up um from there oh, that's incredible. That kind of a cool story so i remember
0: when i was visiting you you had one of the rugs in your own home i
2: did um, <laughs> from the movie <laughs> Oh no, no, i mean allegedly
0: allegedly
2: <laughs> but um how I do. much do I have stuff in my house? I was going to
0: say, month. do you get to sometimes, if you're mm-hmm. purchasing it, and where does it go after the movie? And can you,
2: like, what well, happens to it? normally okay it's up to the it's up to the production or how they want to handle it um usually they'll if it's a tv show a lot of times we keep things in storage because they'll use it season after season and then when it's done then they'll release it like we have a warehouse right now we need to clean out we just got a whole list of inventory that we're going to get rid of things we don't need that we don't use ever so um but on on the end of a movie usually what they'll do is they'll have um an asset list of items and then they'll sell it for half price or some things get given away sure, that or makes them just sense. get rid of this. So yeah, it has to go somewhere. Or sometimes they want to keep things. Like there were certain things that they wanted to hang on to, but you know, right. not really any of our set dressing for that. They nobody really hung on to anything from that. Right.
0: Oh, that's fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paula, any other questions that you had?
1: I think it's been great talking to you. Uh, do you have anything specific? about Scream that, I mean, you, you've already said some of the things and that was scary to film. Was there a specific memory just about being on the production that sticks with you other than what you've shared already? The
0: cast, the actors, the working with the different people, anything that really made an imprint on you? uh
2: Well, you know where we were, we were up in Santa Rosa. So it's like wine country and it was beautiful up there. It was like being on vacation. Um, mind you, my part of it, we worked in the daytime to dress the sets for them to work a lot of night shoots, right? So mm-hmm. we were off, like, wine tasting and having a good time. But there were a couple times where we, actors and the cast, you know, the, between the cast and the crew, we'd get limos and go into the city and have fun. And, you know, you have to take a break here and there, right? So Absolutely. we would do uh-huh. that once in a while. And I think I really, everybody just, like, I just remember everybody really getting along and having a good time and enjoying it. It was just... You have to, you know, you work like that and you're working on such a crazy film. It was just, you know, know, it it seemed like it went really quickly because you're working so many hours and you're just like one thing after the other. But um, yeah, I don't really, I can't really say anything more than just like working with everybody and having a good time. You know, we just enjoyed, you know, it was kind of like a big family. Everybody oh, just, that's, you know, really great. it wasn't a big film. It wasn't huge, but it was big enough, you know, that it was, and we're in a small town in a beautiful area. There was a lot of people around and a lot of these actors were kind of already well known when they, they were already established right. actors.
0: For Which this. was unique so, at the time you know, for a horror film.
2: Yeah. And people, um people recognize them. So you always had that in, you know, we were in, you know, Santa Rosa is a small town, but they kind of, they were cool. They were, they were really cool about it. I don't really know what else. I don't even, I'm trying to think of anything that happened. No, what you shared with
0: us yeah. is great. Yeah, is,
1: that's, great. that's is, great. As far
2: as set, you know, set decorating and stuff. Is there
0: a movie that you think of as like having really incredible sets, or one you wish
2: you'd gotten a chance to do, or some sort of like? Well, there's one that excites period, you. Period movies and things that, um, you know, I always wish I could work. I work on a lot of. Action. I've done. I did do a lot of action movies, and like we're working on this show right now. It's nine one one Lone Star, but you know things, crazy things happen because it's nine one one calls all the time. So you're, it's disasters after disaster. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I think one of the most interesting things I did years ago. I did um, Con Air, and you know where everything blows up and oh, wow. crashes. Yeah. Or then there was that crazy movie with the sharks, the Deep Blue Sea movie. That was. Right. That was fun because we were in water the whole time, so the sets had to be created in water. So wow, that was really interesting. So we that poses its own challenges, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, I'd say if I could do something, I'd probably want to work on a period piece next. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I bet yeah. that would be a lot—a different level of research and you know detail involved than doing stuff that's going to blow up,
2: yeah, <laughs> or I get guess, covered in blood. <laughs> I well, I think things I hadn't done anything since Scream that was had blood in it, but and I just finished before this show. I worked on. I did um, season three of You at Netflix. You. Oh, okay. Um. So we got. I was like, kind of like. Reminiscing like, oh gosh, I've done this before, you know, like there's blood in this one. Okay. <laughs> not quite the slasher so, movie, but you know. Right. Joe's Joe's pretty handy with a knife. So Yeah, um, I've heard. It was, it was kind of, yeah, it was pretty uh that was a pretty good show. That's it's a really good show.
0: It's a really good show. Oh, that's great. And so now everyone should go watch nine one one Lone Star.
2: <laughs> yeah, why not? It just started. We're on our, our second episode of the season and it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Snowing in Austin. Hey. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to talk to us. We're so excited to share this with our listeners.
2: I'm just a simple person. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you taking yeah, the time. So thank you so thank much. You. All, right. All right. Thanks, guys. Nice talking with you. Take care.
0: So so we thank you very much, Deborah. Um, it was great to talk to you. And um, we were really lucky to get that insider info. So, Paul. Yeah. Is this good enough to go on your nerd canon?
1: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. This That's is so good. <laughs> this is in the horror movie hall of fame. I think as you know, a, a defining, it's genre defining movie. And so, if there's any right. interest at all in horror, you know, I'm not going to like go full like Clockwork Orange and tape my kids' eyes open <laughs> for this. But like,
0: you should
1: not do that. <laughs> you should not do that. So, but if there's any interest, this is this is like H- horror movie hall of fame. I think. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome. See, like, I knew I would probably feel that way, but I didn't know because you're not as much of a horror fan as me. I like so horror.
1: I, sure. I like horror no, a lot. I know no you do. It's just one yeah. time. Sure,
0: sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, for me, obviously, I, I just love, I think this is such a good series. I'm looking forward to, now that we just rewatched this, like, I'm interested in watching the sequels in order and then um watching the new one. The new
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm really I excited. I think I saw two and that was it. I haven't seen any of the I've other ones. I've seen
0: them all. Um, But I'm interested to watch them again kind of closer in order because I know Mm -hmm. I saw them sort of disjointed as they came out, whatever, whatever. So I'm excited to see them again kind of like closer together and then watch the newest one. And what I like about these sequels so much is that they like really maintained the cast. And I feel like if you can get all of those actors to still want to be involved that many times, it really says something for the quality of the script, like Mm -hmm. in a way that's not really present in some of the other ones um so yeah so i i'm excited i really liked this i hope my kids like scary movies as much as i do
1: (laughs) it's like 25 years later right and and scream it's five scream five is coming out yeah like that's crazy
0: it's crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. So maybe that's something we could do Patreon adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you enjoyed this, including our special interview, there's even more cool shit on our Patreon. So you should check us out at patreon.com slash nerdcanon. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. Find us online at nerdcanon on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, send us emails with suggestions at NerdCannonPodcast at gmail.com. We will see you in two weeks. With Animorphs.
1: With Animorphs.
0: We'll see you in two weeks with Animorphs. Uh, we will have a special guest for that too. So I'm excited but about I that. It was a
1: mystery guest? I don't even know. Mystery who
0: we're... guest. And until next time,
1: keep the nerd alive.
0: I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: <laughs>